Hello, welcome to episode four of Restored Mama. I'm so glad that you are joining me for today. It's going to be a little more practical and tactical today. I'm excited to dive in and see where this takes us today. This is what I do on a daily and weekly and even monthly basis to have everything planned out and know what is going on in my world, in my family's world, so that we don't miss out, so that we don't double book, over plan, over schedule, or miss things. It helps me keep my sanity. I'm excited to bring it to you and see how it helps you. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life and a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. I spent six years as a single mom, then married, became a stepmom, and we blended our families. Diving in headfirst from a chaotic single mom life to a chaotic mom and wife life. I struggled to keep my sanity. I looked to everything and everyone else to avoid the drowning feelings of failure and uncertainty. I finally realized there was a better way. Life was meant to be truly lived. God had a purpose for me and our family, and the way we were living was not it. God showed me what structure, organization, and a healthy mindset can do to bring joy back into my home and marriage. Through that, God showed me what biblical restoration in my life can look like. I am here to share that with you. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. So warm up that cold coffee, find a kid-free chair, and pop in those earbuds. It's time to dive in. Okay, so I got to start off with something pretty silly that happened. I was testing before I started recording this episode. Every sentence that I would record, it showed on the program it was recording. I went to play to make sure the sound was good and it was silent and I could not figure out why I couldn't hear it. I checked all the buttons on the microphone. I checked all the settings in the program that I used to record and I couldn't figure it out. What ended up happening was my computer was on mute, so it was working just fine. I just couldn't hear it because it was muted. I had a pretty good laugh at myself before I started recording for real, but I thought you guys might enjoy a little bit of my real life here. Today I am going to show you a little bit about what I do on a regular basis to keep my sanity. So I want you to think about what you need to do to be able to feel like a functioning human being? Or do you even know what that is or what you need? Or have you lost yourself for so long that you have no idea what makes you happy anymore? I hope that today we can help fix that problem or at least begin to fix that. I also want to just get real with you ladies today on my opinion of self-care. 
and some of the views that society has given us moms and the pressures that the societal views of self-care puts on us and hopefully solve some of that problem as well that you can start feeling like yourself again. So I just want to get straight into it. We're going to start with step one and I have to give a lot of credit to Chelsea Joe. and Chelsea Joe is actually one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, and she's just amazing. So I have to give shout out to her. She is the one who first showed me how to use a planner and a calendar. And then I don't do it exactly how she teaches it. I had to evolve it a little bit for what works for me. And you're probably going to have to do the same thing. So I am going to go through the five practical ways to get through your to-do list and still be able to find rest. Get a planner. Whether you use an online calendar, a paper planner, or both, having it written down is going to help tremendously. So I actually use both. You can decide what works best for you. I want you to play around with it and I want you to try several different things. See what works best, what makes it less pressure and less stressful for you. That's the ultimate goal of this. For my online calendar, I use my Google Calendar associated with my Gmail account. I can share it with my husband, he can share his, so we can both see the main appointments and big things that are going on, especially if it's busy days and we just haven't had time to connect about something. We can see it all. It's extremely helpful. And then I have it with me all the time. It's on my phone. So if I'm out and about and somebody wants to plan something and I need to put it on the calendar or if I remembered something, then I can just pull it out, add it on there, even if it's a month or two ahead of time. Then with my paper planner, that's when I go just a week in advance. So I'll sit down either over the weekend or sometimes it's a Monday morning, depending on how the weekend goes with the family, because that's all family time. So it sometimes turns into a Monday morning task. So I sit down with my paper planner and I look at my online calendar and my paper planner and I compare the two. Oftentimes there's nothing written in my paper planner yet. I'll pull all the appointments and everything that is on my online calendar and put them on my paper calendar in blocks. Now on your paper planner, you don't necessarily need to put the times. You have the times on your online calendar. If you're just using a paper planner, you'll want the times that you need to be there so you don't have to keep all that information in your head. So once I have all of my appointments in my paper planner and where I need to be, when I need to be there, I go through and I put in my work hours. So I work from home, so I have to be able to schedule in my work hours to make sure I get that in, especially with the little kids and homeschooling. So it takes a lot of pre-planning to be able to get all of the time that I need to get done what I need to do in my daily schedule. So I'll go through and I add my work hours and I work it around the times for appointments and anything else that is going on. And then I go through and I add in our homeschool blocks. With our homeschool, we're pretty flexible with when we do what. We do have a schedule, but every day is a little bit different. I try to make it fun for her. If she's doing the same thing every day, it gets a little bit monotonous for her and she has a much more difficult time concentrating. So we do have our time frame, but every day is a little bit different what we do in that time frame. So I'll write in that homeschool block on my paper calendar and then the specific tasks that we need to get done during that homeschool block. If you do not homeschool and you have to take your kids to school, you'll want those transportation times in there. So that way you're not planning anything during that time and you know where you need to be when you need to be there, especially if it's an early release day 
or parent-teacher conferences or something else going on with school, you'll want to make sure you get that in there. So after you have all your appointments of where you need to be and when you need to be there, your work hours, whether it's your hours working outside of the home or inside the home, and then the school blocks for your kids, whether it's homeschool blocks or transportation blocks and other things going on with their school. Once all that's in there, where do you have the open space? With that open space, that leads me to step number two. You need to do a brain dump. Okay, step number two is fun. I really enjoy this part of it. So what is a brain dump and how do you do it? It's actually really simple. You sit down with a piece of paper. If you are using a paper planner, then you sit down with that planner and on the side or the bottom, depending on the planner you're using, you should have just a bunch of lines. You can use those lines to do your brain dump. You just sit down, clear your mind, and write. Everything that comes to mind that you need to do, put it on there. Mop the floors, organize the pantry, clean the garage, wash the windows, do the laundry, go to the DMV, mow the lawn, pick up dog poop, anything, no matter how small or how big, put it on the list. I'm actually in the middle of building chairs. I've been in the middle of building these chairs for like a year. The wood is sitting in the garage. I have one chair that I completed it is in the backyard and it was pretty much ruined from puppies chewing on it and then the weather. And so I just never finished the other two chairs that I was going to do. So the wood is just sitting in there and it has been on my list. Every single week I do the brain dump, I put finished chairs and it's been going on a year. It's still on there. And one of these days I will get around to it and I will finish it. Hopefully sooner than later, we don't have a puppy that is going to completely ruin them anymore. So I feel like if I were to finally complete this task, they will not get ruined and they will stay nice. So I'll keep you updated. Eventually they will get done. So when I'm doing my brain dump, I just put it all on there. The small things, the big things, the things that have been on my list forever and the things that are brand new. And I put everything because everything is kind of jumbled in my head. So even homeschool stuff and work stuff all goes into the same brain dump. Some of you may need it a little more organized than that. And you may need to separate and do multiple brain dumps. Brain dumps for personal, brain dumps for house, brain dumps for homeschool, brain dumps for work, or you could have just a couple different brain dumps and have them separated. However your mind works best. My mind works best by just going through it all at once, getting it all down on paper. So the brain dump at first might take you a little while. You might overthink it or have to actually put a lot of thought into it to really work through what needs to get done. And you may have had a lot of things on your to-do list for a really long time. So it might be a really big brain dump. And I have constantly a lot of things that is going on because I like to be busy, but then there's just also a lot of things on my plate. So I always have a lot that's in my brain dump, but it still only takes me a couple minutes because everything that I put on my brain dump last week that didn't get done, I don't have to think through it again. It's already on my list. I just transfer it over to the next week and think about the new things that are on my list that I have to get done for this week. So once you've done the brain dump a couple times, it really does get a lot more simple. Okay, so you've done your brain dump. What do you do now? So after it's all written down, you order them in the order of importance. So say going to the DMV is on your brain dump list and it's been put off for a long time, and if you don't do it this week, you could get a fine or have to pay extra because your car needs its tags, and this is kind of the last week to do it before it's overdue. That would be a number one. That is high priority and needs to get done this week. But then say it's something like my chairs that have been on my list for a year. Every week, 
it's still on my list, but it's a number three because it is not high priority. I want to get it done. It'll get done eventually, but it doesn't matter if it's done this week or not. Then there's everything in between. Things that need to get done and they need to get done relatively soon, but if it doesn't happen this week, it's okay. Those are going to be number two. Why is doing the brain dump so important? It helps to sort everything out. It gets it out on paper. It's not sitting in your brain taking up this space. So you feel overwhelmed and because there's so many things going through your mind, it makes you feel like you have a whole lot more than you have to get done. And it makes it feel like everything is a high priority. But if you write it down on paper, get it out of your brain so it's not sitting in there all jumbled up and then you list it out in order of importance, it makes you realize that you really don't have to do as much as you feel like in that week. Yeah, certain weeks might have a little extra than others and that's okay, but it's going to help take some of that overwhelm out. So you finish the brain dump, you list it out in order of importance, one, two, three, what now? Take your open space in your paper calendar and put those number ones in there. Find some of that open space and begin to fill it in. So when are you gonna go to the DMV? So take the hours that the DMV is open, find open spots in your week that you can put that in there and write it in that little block. Depending on where you are and how your DMV is, you may need to allot for a couple hours if you don't have an appointment or your DMV is really busy and you know you always have to wait a really long time then you might need to allot for that time frame. So when you begin to add in these number ones and number twos from your brain dump into your paper calendar, keep in mind how long it might take for that task. Some things might take just a couple minutes and it just hasn't gotten done. Some things might take a couple hours. So by making sure you get those one and twos in those open spaces, you can ensure that all the important things are going to be getting done that week. And then if you have a brain dump for your work or your business, you can add those things into the work blocks in order of importance for your work week as well. So while you're thinking about the time frame that it takes for each of these tasks to get done as you add it into your calendar, you want to make sure that you don't overfill your calendar. That's number four. Do not overfill your calendar. Leave open space. Make sure you have gaps in your day that you aren't filling with things to do. If you have these gaps and something takes a little bit longer, you're not stressed because it's running into time to get something else done. You can stay calm and relax and just take the time that you need to finish that task. If the task didn't take as long as you thought it would to complete or you finish it in time and you have this extra time, then you can take something else from your brain dump list and add it in there. Or you can just relax, play with your kiddos, do something else, do something you enjoy, put some music on and dance with your kids in the kitchen. Something fun that we like to do, put some music on and have a dance party with your kids. And while you're all dancing, you're not worried about what's going on around you or what you have to get done because you finished your task and this is a gap in your day. And you can just enjoy the time with your kids. My favorite thing is when my son will go up and point because we have a little Alexa in our kitchen, help point to where she is and start dancing and sign more because he doesn't talk yet. So he signs more and I know he wants music and he wants to dance. Now, if I've overfilled my calendar or if I have tons of stuff on my list to get done and I haven't left leeway time in my week, 
it's going to be hard for me to enjoy that moment. But if I have that leeway time throughout my week, or I have that extra time in my day that maybe I'm in the middle of something, but I can pause and I can finish it later because I know I have some extra time in my day. I didn't overfill my calendar. I can put some music on and I can dance with him in the kitchen. And just seeing the joy on his face and being able to enjoy that moment myself without being stressed or worried about everything else on my to-do list, that is what brings joy to my day. So out of everything in these five tips, one of the most important things that I can't stress enough is overfilling your calendar. Make sure you have that extra time in your day, every day, to be able to enjoy some time with your kids or to be able to enjoy some time to yourself. That is what's going to help you not only feel accomplished because you got things done during the day, but you weren't stressed doing it and you got to enjoy those little moments and you got to enjoy you and your kids. And that leads me into number five. Leave time for you in your schedule too. In the morning and in the evening when there's no kids. So before your kids wake up and after your kids go to bed. Number five is leave time for you. So if you go back to my previous episodes, in I think it's episode two, I talk about waking up before your kids. That's crucial. Waking up before your kids gives you that time in the morning to set your day off right. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that and it will show you how important that morning time is. But I want to talk a little bit about the p.m. time too. If you haven't already gotten a routine for your kids at bedtime, that's something that you're going to want to set up. Getting a bedtime routine for your kids will help them and it will help you. So to give you an example, our almost 10-year-old has a pretty early bedtime for her age, I think, but she doesn't have to go to sleep. We are exhausted by the end of the day and we need time for us. We need time to be a couple. We need time to have some time together, but we want to go to bed early too because we both wake up early. So the baby's in bed by seven and I sleep trained him. So bedtime is a breeze. We do our little routine. I put him in his crib and maybe he cries for a couple minutes, but then he's asleep. And then the almost 10 year old, she's in her room by eight, sometimes eight fifteen. Might might be a little bit later, but eight o'clock is her room time. She doesn't have to go to sleep until nine, but she has to be in her room by eight. That gives us time to finish something if we need to get it finished or to sit and watch a show or to sit and talk or to just go to bed. If we're that tired and we want to sleep, we can go to sleep early because all the kids are taken care of. And without that time, it is really tough because you're getting your kids to bed and then you're scrambling and tired and all you want to do is go to sleep but you have other things that didn't get done or you really want to talk to your husband but you couldn't because the kids were around all the time so that gives you time to do what you guys want to do together or if you each need some alone time take some time to be by yourself go take a bath your husband can go do what he wants to do and you can go take a bath or go read or whatever you guys need to do that evening you have that time for yourselves so make sure you have a bedtime routine set up for your kids get them in their rooms let them know it's important for mommy and daddy to have that time i actually had to have that conversation with georgia it was when she had turned nine her bedtime was still eight o'clock and she approached me and asked why she needs to go to bed so early and can can i stay up a little bit later mommy please and so i told her you know if you can do well She's one of those kids who really, really needs her sleep. And so I told her, it's like, if you can do well, then I am happy to let you stay up until nine o'clock. But you still have to be in your room by eight. What? Why do I have to be in my room by eight? That's not fair. If I can stay up till nine, why can't I just stay out here with you guys? And so I had to explain to her, like, this is our time. This is the only time that we get to be together. What if we want to watch a grown-up show that you can't watch? Or what if we want to talk about grown-up stuff? Or what if we just want some quiet time? 
So that gave me the opportunity to show her that I'm putting my marriage first. I love her. I care about her, but my marriage is important. And that conversation actually went really well. And she understood. She has respected our space and she has started to enjoy being able to have that hour to herself to wind down. And I'll usually read a little bit to her, go upstairs with her, read from the book. We pray and and talk a little bit. And then I head downstairs and she just does her own thing and she really enjoys it. She'll tell me in the morning what she did that night and oh I drew this or I played with this or I went through and I got rid of this and she just gets excited about what she did that hour before she went to sleep. So don't feel guilty taking that time for you. Don't feel guilty taking that time for you and your husband and use that as a way to show your kids that you are putting your marriage first. It will teach them to put their marriage first when they get married and they have kids. All right, so to recap, you get your planner, online, paper, or both. Fill it out, all your appointments, your work hours, school blocks. And then with the open space, everything you do in step number two with your brain dump, you list an order of importance and fill in the open blocks with everything from the brain dump, starting with the highest priority. Number four, remember to not overfill your calendar. Leave that open space so you can enjoy those precious moments in the day. And then number five, make sure you leave time for you in the morning and the evening for you and your spouse. That is how you are going to be able to see those open spaces in your day. So I just wanted to add in to this episode a quick little thing about self-care. Society has been telling us that massages, manicures and pedicures and things like that that take time and money and energy is what we need and deserve to care for us. So yes, it's nice and we work hard and something like that is a great treat and reward for all we do. And I'm not saying don't go get massages or manicures and pedicures and enjoyable things like that if that's what you enjoy and you have the finances for it. But that is not what you have to do to be able to do self-care. Think about what's most important to you. So in my view, self-care is not about things like massages and manicures and pedicures, as nice as that is. And I really enjoy it. And when I have some extra money and I can work it into my schedule with either sitters or while my husband's home with the kids, that's something that I would love to go do. But self-care is taking consistent time for yourself to do things that make you happy and are just for you or your passions. So for me, I enjoy doing my work. It's what makes me happy. It fulfills me. And it's what God has called me to do. So even though I'm putting time, effort, and energy into it, it's my calling. So I don't feel drained at the end of the day. God gives me what I need to accomplish that. And I feel energized because I'm doing what God has called me to do. And I'm making a difference. Even if it's just in one person's life with what I do, I'm making a difference. And it's what I'm passionate about. So it gives me that accomplished feeling and energizes me. I also enjoy reading and baths and essential oils, quiet time with Jesus, taking a long enough shower to be able to shave. Who doesn't love that? I enjoy the quality time with my family and my husband. And it's those kinds of things that refresh me. So I got a gift card last Christmas. So it's been not quite a year because we're not quite to Christmas yet, but we're getting there. I got a really generous gift card and a thank you card from my husband for Christmas. And the gift card was for a spa so that I could go and get my hair done and get a massage, manicures and pedicures and just enjoy some me time. Because like I said, I do really love that. But what meant the most to me with that was the thank you card from him. He wrote in there, 
I don't remember the exact wording. I did keep the card though. But he wrote how much he appreciates everything that I'm doing for the family and all the effort and the energy and the time that I've been putting in to our family. And just hearing him acknowledge that meant so much more than even the gift card. Now don't get me wrong. I was excited about that and I haven't used it yet, <laughs> but I will. I'll use it after the baby's born and I am going to just enjoy all of that time. But that thank you card, it just meant the world to me. So I love the quality time with my family and my husband and that also just refreshes my spirit. And lately, because we've been so busy, quality time with just my husband hasn't been as much. I'm so worn out by the end of the day because I'm at the end of the pregnancy that I really just want to try to go to sleep. He's working 10 hour days, standing on his feet for 10 hours at a time. So he's worn out by the end of the day too. So sometimes our quality time is just sitting on the couch and watching a show. And sometimes we just go to bed, but that's the season that we're in right now. And so we enjoy that time on the weekends together. The key thing with self-care is doing what makes you happy and fulfilled and doing what God has called you to do and to find those little things that you enjoy that are just for you, even if it's a little in the morning or the evening. Don't put all this pressure on yourself to go out and find the money and find the time and find the babysitters to be able to go get massages and get your hair done, manicures and pedicures and and all of those extra things that as enjoyable as they are and as wonderful as they are, sometimes it can just add a little extra stress to us. And I wanted to give you the permission to find something else that works for you, that is helpful for your spirit and for your soul and just re-energizes you. And then when you get a little extra time and a little extra money, go get your hair done. Go get a massage. But it's the consistent daily and weekly time for you that you can add into your schedule. And by having a schedule all worked out with flexibility in it, you can find that time to actually do the things that you want to do again and start to feel like you again. So don't plan your day out to the minute. Leave some flexibility in there and enjoy those little moments and take time for what you enjoy and need. So taking the tips that I bring to you in this podcast and especially in this episode with your schedule, you can begin to lessen stress, which will give you freedom to enjoy, freedom to enjoy life and taking the stress off by giving it to God, like I talked about in the last episode and doing these practical steps from today. It will add freedom and flexibility to your days beyond what you thought possible. We all have 24 hours in the day. What are you going to do with yours? Who has God called you to be? When you do practical things to open up time in your day so you aren't rushing from one thing to another, focus on what you have to get done and all that is left for you to do, it allows that space for God to come in and fill up that time with what he wants you to do. And he can use you to do something in someone else's life. And when you see that begin to happen in your life, a whole new world is just opened up to you. And I can't even begin to describe how fulfilling that is when you begin to see what God can use you to do. So I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear about the freedom and the joy that you begin to experience as you open up your day for God to begin to work in it. So send me an email or leave an Apple review and tell me how this has been helping you. Now, episode five is coming up on Monday and... I have some really exciting news for you guys. I can't wait to share it with you. So when I share this exciting news with you next Monday, I have a free offer for you as well so we can celebrate together. So don't miss it. I can't wait to hang out with you on Monday. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.